0: It's the Sunday Football Show with Ted Johnson. Henry to the right side. He's in a knockdown with a hit by Teddy Johnson. Talking football from the playoffs to the draft on 98.5, the Sports Hub. Los take the final kneel down to victory formation. They will play on. Meanwhile, the Patriots see the season come to an end. Eliminated in the wild card round. By the 47-17 final, ending a 10-8 campaign, the Bills again to the divisional round, and the Patriots into the offseason with so much uncertainty surrounding so many of their longtime players. Uh,
1: good morning, Boston, and happy Sunday morning to you. Welcome into the debut of the Sunday Football Show. I am Ted Johnson. I'm your host. Of course, you just heard Bob Sosie, play-by-play man for the uh, New England Patriots, pretty much describing the end of, of last night's very disappointing loss. The Patriots get get uh, get their face beat in pretty good uh, by the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo last night. A uh, very very disappointing game. Um, it was. There's so much to talk about. All right, we have a ton to get to. A lot to get into what happened last night. A lot to kind of get into down the road. Um, and we will get into all that, and we'll get into it right away. But first, I just want to say I am happy to be here. I am looking forward to hosting the show. This show will go through at least through to the draft. We'll be here every Sunday. I don't feel like I need to give you my resume. Hopefully, you guys have heard me on these r- radio airwaves for a while now that you know who I am. If you don't, well, will, hopefully, you'll get to know me over the next uh, several months because this is where you can find me every Sunday morning. Doing the Sunday football show from eight to ten o'clock this week. I'm, I'm I'm pumped to say that we have a guest. My guest host is going to be Alex Barth. Alex uh, writes for uh, 95, uh, 98.5 the Sports Hub He's excellent writer, and Alex, I'm, I'm I'm pumped to have you on. I got I got to tell you because when I listen to you talk football. There's just something about the way you talk football that is very easy to my ear. I learned something. The way in which you deliver your information is is um, is in a way that's easy for me to digest. And so I'm excited to have you on. And I think people are going to uh, hear the same thing when they when they hear you talk. So it's it's thrill to have you on. How you doing,
2: buddy? You doing good? I'm good. That means a lot coming from you, Ted. I really appreciate it. You, um, Hopefully we have some fun here. We're going to have fun. Did you get any sleep last night? I didn't get much sleep. Uh, I think after, you could call it a nap
1: you got a nap I, I don't okay, know good. that I
2: slept but yeah
1: we're we're good uh we, we're good we're running on fumes but we're we're thrilled to be here a lot of probably people got some strong feelings from that game that was a, a hugely disappointing game um and so we're gonna encourage you to to participate if you want to uh six one seven 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 nine zero ninety eight five we'll be taking your calls uh you know throughout the morning um but first, I really just want to kind of get right into it Alex and just get your initial initial thoughts on the game your overall impressions. Um, Kind of some of your biggest
2: takeaways from last night's disappointing loss. Wow. I mean, how else do you start? Right. Just wow. You talk about, and I mentioned the stat in the headline, the Bills becoming the first ever team in NFL history. They're calling it a perfect game, which I guess would be an apt description. No field goal attempts, no punts, no turnovers. Every drive, excluding end of half kneel downs, ended in the end zone. And... Everybody's calling it the best, you know, potentially the best offensive performance in NFL history. I think there's a discussion to be had. Is it the best offensive performance in history, the worst defensive performance in history? And there's probably a little bit of both in there. Uh, I I certainly think the Bills played well. They made some plays, but, you know, I think there were times where the Patriots kind of let some things happen and let the game get away from them. So it was a real magnifying glass. It was a real microscope on some of the issues with this team. I think a lot of that got pushed to the forefront last night. And it's, you know, in some ways it's a perfect, perfect jumping off point to the off season. You don't want to end a season like that, of course, but it's something I've said all year. And I, I still believe that this is year one of a four year window, the way they built this team, this past off season. And I think to expect this to be a finished product, to expect them to go from sub 500 to a, a, a top Super Bowl contender in one year. That's not how the NFL works. So I, I think after last night, it's very clear. I think they made a lot of good steps last offseason, but now you move into phase two, and I think it's it's becoming pretty clear what phase two needs to be, and we'll get into that throughout oh, oh, the
1: ab- next two hours. Absolutely, now, Alex, I think I'm going to differ you with you on that. You're 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 kind of I don't know. You're, you're kind of like, hey, it's a good you know a good season when you consider kind of where they were, and and you're kind of looking towards the future. I get all that, but I, what I want to do, and I think it's going to be hard for people. Um again, six one seven, seven seven nine, zero nine eight five. If you want to call in. I'd like for at least for this first hour, keep it to last night's game if we can. Sure. Like I know it's gonna see the future and it's so easy to kind of look for the future. I want to get more into kind of what last night's game means for the future, maybe in the second hour, but in this first hour I really want to concentrate on last night's game and I was I couldn't help myself. Actually, <laughs> so I woke up this morning, I'm looking at all the headlines today. And you know, some of the headlines were kinda of, if you if you're just waking up this this Sunday morning and you're kinda of trying to you know, shake the cobweb, cobwebs out and remember kind of what you saw last night. And what what is it that you actually saw, and what does this mean? Just look at some of the headlines in today's papers. All right, I'm going to read you a few of these headlines. That um, I just I don't remember seeing headlines like this regarding the hometown New England Patriots for a long time. This was uh, by uh, the, an article written by Tara Sullivan in, in the Globe today. It said Josh Allen has emerged as the elite as an elite quarterback, and the Patriots can only hope to get the same from Mac Jones. Another article from Dan Shaughnessy. In an embarrassing performance, Bill Belichick and the Patriots get it rubbed in their faces by the Bills. And then Ben Volen wrote from the Globe. In a blowout loss to the Bills, Patriots prove they are nowhere close to being a championship team. And last but not least, Steve Hewitt of the uh, – Boston Herald, Josh Allen, Bill's downplay significance of destroying Patriots in historic wild card win. I, I read those I read those articles and those headlines. And I was like, man, those are harsh. Those are pointed. Those are harsh. Those are those are headlines that you're just not used to seeing around here. And it was a major, major disappointment to see how this team performed last night. And I'm just gonna give you, Alex. Yep. I want to give you some of my kind of. It was hard, like you know, what do you, what do you, kind of, what do you point to in that game? There's a million different things you can point to, right? But I point. I'm going to point to just the coaching aspect of last night's game. All right, and I kind of want to just talk about some of the strategy and some of the thinking, and just get your thoughts on this, Alex. And again, if, uh, people listen; they want to call in and they can uh, give us their thoughts as well. But there's a lot of things written. and I, I almost, and I, I can't uh, blame people for writing this is the deferring until the second half. Okay, so I, what were some of my coaching issues? Deferring until the second half. Well, Ted, they always defer to the second half. You know what? But the Patriots, have you seen how they've been on their, on their first defensive um, you know possessions? They give up touchdowns a lot to start these games. And so in a game like this, you don't want to get in behind, blah, blah, blah. Of course, the Patriots win the coin toss. They defer. The Bills take it, run it down their throat, score seven. Um, so the team wasn't ready to go. Uh, is my point. The bigger point is the team wasn't ready to go, which we've seen this time and time again, all season long, Alex, not being ready to go. They weren't ready to go last night. I was a little bit critical, and I'd like to hear your opinion on this. The interception that Mac Jones had, okay, it was the ninth play of a nine-play drive before Micah Hyde intercepted that. And I just thought that play was a little bit too aggressive in the sense that, You had nine plays. You were kind of dinking and dunking. You were running. You were working your way down the field. You took a shot, and it was an aggressive move. I get it, but you turned the ball over. Now the Buffalo takes the ball, goes down. Now it's 14-zip, okay? A few more coaching points that I had an issue with. So the Patriots are now down 14 nothing. They have the ball in their own 35-yard line. It's fourth and one. They decide to punt there. I thought that was a questionable call, considering being down 14 points, in a normal game, Alex, it's no big deal. It was frigid cold. It was the playoffs. This is the team that doesn't do well when they're when they're behind. And I just thought that was a time in which you would go for it. I get it. On your own territory, that's risky. But still, nonetheless, it's the playoffs, and it's really going downhill fast. Again, you're down 21-zip. You don't go for it on fourth and eight. You're at midfield. You decide to punt there on your third possession of the first half. Those are some of the decisions. And then the special teams was horrible. I'm just disappointed. There's a lot of other things to talk about. But when it comes to coaching, not having your guys ready, being conservative, not understanding kind of what is going on in the game, Alex, as far as, hey, man, these guys are scoring on you. You better start being aggressive on your fourth down calls. That was something that frustrated me because I feel like that is what's bitten them in the butt a lot this year. And games have been lost, I feel, because they weren't more aggressive in their play calling and they weren't ready to go at the start of games. And by the way, the Patriots with an t- uh, interception to start the second half of this game, as well as giving up a long touchdown drive to the Bills to start the second half. So they're not ready at the beginning of the games. They're not ready at, uh, after the halftime. And very conservative, I thought, on on fourth down in some of these calls.
2: Yeah, so the the deep ball for Mac, I'll, I'll just kind of go through what you just mentioned. The deep ball for Mac, I didn't hate that, because if they hit that, I do think it kind of changes the 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 energy around the game and all of that. I I, I think they needed that shot. And look, that's a great, great play from Micah Hyde. It was an outstanding Yeah. Play. I mean I You know I thought
1: he was a cover two originally. So people I thought that he was you know, he only had half the field. He had middle of the field. Yeah. Which I didn't realize that until yeah. I saw so that made that play even that more uh, Yeah,
2: impressive. I, I I heard the term Ed Reed esque last night. I you know, anytime you throw that name out there you're really talking business. So I'm comfortable with Mac Jones making that throw in the future. Like that to me was those guys get paid too. You got to tip your cap to them. The fourth down ones. Yeah. I thought you kind of saw what the defense was early and it's not like there was a fe- There shouldn't have been much of a feeling out process in this game, right? It's one thing. If you're not familiar with Buffalo and they have two strong drives to start and you're like, you know what? We can make some adjustments. We can shut them down. Yeah. We'll punt here. Maybe we get a stop. This was going back to the last meeting. They hadn't stopped this offense. So I think going forward on that early fourth down, I, you know, that's something I would have liked to see. Um, but I think you hit on something really big there, and it goes to taking the ball versus deferring to start the game, right? They've struggled with the scripted drives this year on both sides of the ball. And so scripted drives is teams will come out generally for the start of the game. They have their first whatever it is, 8, 10, 12 plays. Tuesday, so, 15. Broncos and and fifteen.
1: all the Shanahan coaches from that tree, it's their first 15, 15. they
2: call it. Yep. So that's all decided during the week. You know what you're running, that's coming right. out, and – The Patriots have struggled against those scripted drives. And then out of the half, I don't think it's 15 out of the half, it's a little less, but you get a similar sort of concept where the drive is kind of decided beforehand. So they struggled against those scripted drives this year and their own scripted drives on offense, I thought, potentially, you know, we're lacking a little bit. You'd want a little bit more out of those opportunities. So should they have taken the ball? Should they have deferred? I, I think there's a fair argument to be made, but ultimately I don't think, we're sitting here any more optimistic about how that game went did they decide one way or the other? I think this was so much more than that
1: all right all right interesting we're we're off and running we're gonna uh, at least in this first hour concentrate on kind of last night's game maybe get into more big picture stuff in the second hour again this is the Sunday football show. I'm your host Ted Johnson I want to throw this question out to you guys if you guys want to get involved by all means six one seven 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 nine zero nine eight five you know what what is the most disappointing thing about you take from last night's game. There's There was a bunch of things that just kind of irked me and I was bummed out about. But what maybe is, is the most disappointing uh, for you, Alex, and we'll get into that uh, when we get back. And then does, you know, I'm curious, do you, uh, you know, does Bill Belichick think that, uh, you know, he's not that far off when it comes to beating the Buffalo Bills or or that he has an inferior team to Buffalo? Because if you listen to Bill talk after the game, he, he kind of makes it seem like Buffalo was only the better team last night and i'll discuss what i mean when we come back you're listening to the sunday
3: football show on 95 backstagecountry.com your online home for all things country music country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need we're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes see who made our list when you text give to 45911 Text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on BackstageCountry.com.
0: Ted Johnson is talking football with the insiders and with you. Matt Jones has really
1: saved Bill Belichick in a lot of ways. I'd say maybe saved his legacy. It's the
0: Sunday Football Show on your home for sports. 98.5 The Sports Hub. With uh, defending Josh Allen you guys. Try different
4: tactics this time, or is he just too tough to take? Yeah, they were
0: too much for us tonight. Bill, was that one of the best offensive performances you've coached against in your career? I don't know they played well tonight.
1: There we go. That's Bill Belichick after the game last night. Short and sweet, but there seemed to be a theme, kind of with a lot of his answers that uh, the guys and I surmised uh, doing the post-game show last night on NBC Sports Boston. And you, you kept hearing Bill Belichick saying at the end of his answers, tonight, yeah, they, they had the, got the best of us tonight. Yeah, they were they were hard to beat tonight, tonight. And it just got us thinking, you know, it's interesting. You, you, start, you start to hear Bill talk like that. And you start to wonder, it, it, you know, does Bill Belichick, really think that Buffalo's that much better. I mean, the Buffalo just put it on the Patriots. What They, they beat the Patriots three out of last four. They were embarrassed last night. Uh, as a matter of fact, let's look at some of these stats. I mean, his last I mean, he had uh, some really uh, eyebrow-raising stats. He had two straight games where the Buffalo Bills did not punt, Alex. That's crazy. Um, you know, Josh Allen sucks in the cold. The six games he's played in that's been cold, he's been terrible, except for two games. Both of them were against the Patriots. Alright. Uh, you gave up the most points ever. Bill Belichick did. Ever in his uh, his time as a coach. At 47 points. And then you had the third worst loss in Patriots playoff history. Oh, by the way, it was 22 years. It's, it's, been, it's uh, in 22 years. Of Bill Belichick has never had a team that has never forced a punt. And it's happened two times. So, saying all that, you would think that there was no reason for Bill to be overconfident. However, that's the feeling I kind of get when I listen to Bill talk about this Buffalo Bills team. Is that uh, that maybe he perhaps thinks, you know, that, hey, they got us tonight. Like any another night that we we might have them. And I'm not so sure. I agree with them, and I feel like we got to be honest here, Alex. We got to we got to be honest about this team. And I'm just not sure Bill Belichick is honest about this team. Ben Roland wrote this today in his in his article. He said in the Globe, said Saturday's loss was an eye-opener. The Bills, not the Patriots, are now the measuring stick in the AFC East, and the blowout loss combined with the Patriots' 33-21 loss to the Bills three weeks ago demonstrated that the Patriots are miles, many, many miles behind. And that's the question I'm I'm curious to ask you and just people out there listening. Are the Patriots that close? Or are they that far from from the Bills right now, and that's that's kind of scary when you think we haven't had really a, a worthy adversary in the AFC East for a long time. It seems like we do now. Do you think the Patriots are that far off, or,
2: or, or do you think uh, th- they're, that they're in trouble? Look, when when everything's going right, and not everything was going right last night, I think we all agree on that. I, I don't think the Bills are thirty points better than the Patriots. I, I like I don't believe that. I think the Bills are better because. They're further along in their plan. They're in year four of their plan. The Patriots are in year one of their plan. I think the Bills should be the Bills should be a better team just based on the way team building works. I don't think last night is a totally accurate representation of the gap. I don't look. I don't think week thirteen is an accurate representation either. Right, the wind game. I think that week sixteen game where the Patriots were within one score late, lost by two scores. I think that's probably about where they are. In, in regards to Belichick, though, it's interesting. So you picked up on that tonight. I actually picked up a different thing he was saying. His catch-all after these bad losses, whether it was the Colts, whether it was the Bills in 16, in Week 16, whether it was the Dolphins, has been we didn't, something along the lines of we didn't coach well enough, we didn't play well enough, we didn't do anything well enough tonight. That's He's used that multiple times this year. He used it last year. This is the first time I've ever seen him go with, we couldn't keep up with them. Or they were too like I've never that to me that more struck me than the fact he kept saying tonight because so you think he was like giving them the mad props like he was saying
1: he was giving them the kind of acknowledgement that maybe he doesn't typically give to teams
2: a, a little bit I, just surrendering kind of like hey we just, <laughs> they just had it they, we they, we didn't have anything tonight they just kicked our ass kind of thing yeah he's generally pretty quick to to put it on himself and his team and take responsibility and it's on us we didn't do enough. I don't remember him, you know, that bluntly re- repeatedly no. saying that team was that good. Now maybe it's some of what we're both saying. Maybe this is him just saying they were really good tonight. They were so much better tonight. So maybe it's a little bit of both, but that's what stuck out to me is he went away from the we didn't play well enough, we didn't coach well enough lines to just saying, "Hey, the Bills are really good. We couldn't keep up with them." The one thing I would say about about that is that I feel as if Bill coached that
1: game a little bit, Alex as if he wasn't that worried about the Buffalo Bills. When you are, and I feel like there's a lot of games this year where you kind of look at his in-game management, and you go, all right, you didn't go for it there. You're down You're down two scores, and you, you're you opting to, uh, to punt there. We've seen that time and time again all season long. And the only conclusion I can get from those kinds of decisions, Alex, is that Bills thinks that his team is constructed in a way, like his teams in the past, that... No, I'll manage the game. My defense will figure it out. My offense will start scoring points. Right. And this deficit that I find myself in early, I don't need to start chasing points and making aggressive moves to catch up. When I feel like that's a coach that doesn't understand his team. It doesn't realize, hello, Bill, this team isn't good enough to to do that like your team's in the past. So that's kind of why I, I targeted in on that. I just worry, you know, Bill, let's face it. Sometimes I think what can be his undoing is his hubris. Like a lot of guys that are that powerful, you know, that successful in, in right. business, it's the hubris, it's the pride, it's the ego that maybe is their downfall. So, anyway, that's food for thought. It's an interesting kind of topic, but let's get, let's get to the phone calls. People want to talk, all right? And particularly, oof, uh, I'm not really going to go in on the defense in the next hour, but let's, let's take some of the calls. Let's go to Matt in Mansfield. He wants to talk about the defense. Matt, what's going on, man?
0: Hey guys, good morning. Glad to be on the show. Um, yeah, watching the game last night, what really bothered me, and watching kind of the last, you know, three out of four games, is there was no adjustment. There was no, you know, Bill Belichick kind of magic and him seeing something that uh, tendency that the defense, their defense, had been doing, you know, these past two weeks. I mean, it was like watching a replica uh, from the Miami game to this game. The Bills go on this opening drive, no adjustments, and then. Mac Jones turns the ball over, not not on big, you know doing. They had a nice drive. And then in the second half, what happened? Mac Jones turned the ball over, and the Bills just walked down the field. It just felt like a we were watching a mirage every single week. And I think, you know, watching the ball, my dad had said this, like how fast that the Bills were. And, and you were just talking about that, that. They were just so much quicker. We need to be so much faster. We need to get faster on defense, and I think that's what a key part of what, what last night was. So I'd uh, just right. like to hear your thoughts. Great show, guys.
1: Thanks. Right. Thanks, Matt. All right. You know what? That's interesting. But before he goes, let's let let's let us uh, Eric. Eric wants. To, let's go to Eric and uh, Peabody because he wants to vent about the same thing Matt wants to. So let's just knock him out of the way. Hey, uh, Eric, what did you think of that defense last hey.
0: night? Oh, uh, awful, Teddy. I mean, Jesus, how slow did they look? Uh, from linebackers to the defensive backs, you got no names out there. You got JoJoan Williams, who's terrible. You got Miles Bryant. You got JC Jackson, who always gets burnt by digs. You know, I love Barmore. The kid's a stud. What a great pick he was. But I mean, Hightower's is slow. He looks terrible. Judon's been missing since week ten. This guy has been a no-show. Gets too far upfield. Can't set the edge. I mean, Van Noy slow. McCourty slow. I mean. Let's uh let's 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 uh
1: let's drop Eric. Eric, those are all great points and I couldn't agree with you more. Uh Alex, I thought the I thought the the LBs for the Pats had a rough night last night. I really did. I thought oof, I thought Judon had a rough night. And I you look at his you look at his numbers and I said to you before the before the show, you look at a snap count. Snap count don't lie. You look right. at the snap count. The snap count tells the story every single time. And those are hard to get, but if you can find a website that shows them to you, it will tell the story. Matthew Judon last night. Out of uh, 56 possible snaps you could add on defense, he had 22. He was out there for 39% of the snaps, which I find interesting. That's Matthew Judon. Now, you said something to me. Maybe it was COVID-related. Maybe he's there kind of working him way his way back into the – but, wow, 39% of the snaps, something's going on there. I don't know what it is. There's a story there with Matthew Judon, and if it's an injury, okay. Maybe we're going to find out. Like, you've, you've kind of uh, suggested, Alex, that maybe we'll find out he has an injury. I just I worry something there with Matthew Judon, but I thought the linebackers. Uh, a, I mean, I thought Hightower missed a couple of key tackles. Van Noy, I thought the uh, to to those guys' points, the defense looked a little bit slow out there last night.
2: Yeah, and I, I have trouble faulting a secondary. Look, it wasn't a great effort, but they're also. I mean, Devontae Bosby's out there. He hasn't played a game for the Patriots this year. You're calling up guys in the practice squad. Kyle Duggar's out there playing with one hand. Like I think, there's only so much you can ask from that group. The linebackers, on the other hand, when they when the Patriots went on that seven game winning streak, that front seven and Kyle Van Noy and Matthew Judon specifically, they, it was all going through them. They those two guys and Barmore were just throwing offenses off rhythm left and right. And to see them kind of slide back to what they were in this game, I it, it, I don't want to say it was shocking because it's kind of happened over the last month. But it was you thought, man, it's the playoffs you know, turn it on. And I thought Judon and Vinoy both said a lot of the right things throughout the season. They were two guys I kind of thought would be able to flip that switch. I'll give you one more play count number two that stood out to me. I thought going into this game, given how Matthew Judon had struggled, given how lackluster the pass rush had been, given Josh Allen under center on the other side and in his athleticism, I was wondering if this was the game we were finally going to see more of Josh Uche. You know, maybe their most, athlete, like, just raw athletic pass rusher played 6 snaps. So I I maybe you know maybe it's on me for expecting it cuz Uche's kind of been on the, on the back burner all year. But if there was ever a game to play him, that was it and I look I didn't think he was going to come out and play 75 80% of the time, but 6 snaps feels low to me. It do, it does. So
1: it's um I'd be curious what Bills thinking. We'll never know unfortunately, but I'm with you. Let's uh before we uh before we step aside for a quick break. Let's go to uh Jake in Boston.
5: Jake uh that was a white bath, huh, buddy? There are not enough billboards for last night. <laughs> uh, the, the difference between Bill and an actual dictator is that actual dictators aren't afraid to dispose of their incompetent offspring, especially after what was statistically the worst performance in the history of the national football league there is a reason why you have a bunch of 35 to 40 year old head coaches thriving right now in this league sean McVay, zach taylor and 35 year old steven belichick a silver spoon with a football degree can't get an interview anywhere else Anywhere else, He's not Brian Schottenheimer. He's not Kyle Shanahan. Who knows where he'd be if not for daddy? Where do we even begin with this, guys? Was it giving the players an off day on Tuesday and you didn't have the mandatory off day because of the short week? Uh, Adrian Phillips showed up last night with a pair of Ghost Rider cleats that he dubbed his pick six cleats. That obviously didn't work out for him. What about the fact that Dante Hightower wanted to retire, much less you let him steal $12 million this season instead of cutting his butt, or the fact that they value the McCordys and the Slater's of the world for their community service work over what was clearly diminishing football skills and way too hefty salaries. Uh, Then there was the crying about the bye week as if these spoiled professional athletes don't have more days off than anyone else outside of professional football. And, you know, you had five players, I think, this year with their own YouTube web series, including Chase Winovich, who obviously couldn't make it on the field last night, but had no problem Instagramming from his dogs account right before kickoff. I don't even know where to begin outside of Robert needs to sit Bill down and say your kids need to go. Otherwise, I'll pack your bags for New York because I know you don't have a three to five year rebuild in East Rutherford, New Jersey, in you. All right, you Jake. Want- Jake,
1: we, <laughs> Jake, let's let's stop it there, but you're, you're wound up this morning. He hasn't slept. Yeah, I don't Jake, think he's slept. Jake's wound up. Jake, once he gets going, uh, but you know he brings up good points. Let's face it: the way the game finished last night. The way the defense played, Alex, Jake's points are going to be brought up. I mean, a lot. You know what? Is it is it fun to talk about the kids on the coaching staff? I mean, no, not not for us in, in this position. However, it's going to be brought up. It's gonna, people are going to want to know who's the defensive coordinator, Who was the one making the calls. Who do we blame for last night's defensive uh, performance? Why didn't the defense, you know, play better uh, at the at the uh, at the end of the season? So there's a lot of question marks on that side of the ball, particularly with the coaching staff. Um, and a lot of those issues that, that Jake brings up, that you you are kind of curious about uh, some of the players and their their playing time. So, will we get the answers? I don't know. We have a long off season uh, to kind of get to those answers. But uh, the defense, oof, boy, I uh, I got to take them to task at least uh, in in the next hour. But let's let's do this. Let's do this because I think it's important to talk about Alex. I, I want to just throw this out there because everybody wants to talk about Mac, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, and rightfully slow. Okay. I'm just curious what people thought of uh, Mac Jones' performance last night. How did how do you think the kid did? Um, you know, what are your thoughts on Mac Jones, how he played last night? And I want to know, is it premature to suggest the Pats have solved their uh long-term question mark, or question at quarterback? Does he kind of answer those questions or you still not sure about that uh, you know, that position? Let's get into that on on the other side. Uh, we don't have headlines yet. We got headlines coming up in about half hour. Uh, don't go anywhere. You listen to the Sunday football show with Ted Johnson and Alex
3: Barth. Don't go anywhere. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. <laughs>
0: From hard hits, Johnson ate that one up. to hot takes. The owners can care less, but the coaches want you there. Ted Johnson is here to talk football with you. It's the
3: Sunday Football Show on 98.5 The Sports Hub.
0: Split back, he takes a shotgun snap. A four-man rush up. with a pup A throw long down the left side on the stop and go for Aguilar! Good.
5: And it's intercepted, what? picked off! Micah Hyde has it running down the right side
0: Hyde continues to New England territory but they're going to rule that he was down in the end zone for a touchback
4: to try and play better than we did I think just goes back to practice and just holding everybody to a higher standard and I know that I'm a rookie or Whatever, but um, I could have done a better job of just holding everybody to that standard, myself included, and I think we'll make a lot of progress in the off season with that and my leadership and just being myself. And sometimes it shows on the on the field, but it's a result of you know how we prepare and we, we put a lot of effort into it. It's not like we don't do that.
1: Oh my goodness, that's uh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones cliche one oh one. Boy, he's got those cliches down. Um heartbreaking, disappointing uh upsetting loss. I mean it's, let's face it. It's been a uh, compelling 2021. I think uh we've I think uh if you're being honest, this is was a much more compelling product to watch than what we saw last year. And so uh that's uh so so that was great, but boy did it uh, end in uh in a kind of a blaze of glory. I I want to thank the presenting uh sponsor for the Sunday football show, Cambridge Savings Bank. Love Cambridge Savings Bank. We appreciate uh, the support on, on this show. And real quick, before I go on, Alex, you had a question you wanted to ask me.
2: Yeah, I'm just, and it kind of goes to something Mac Jones touched on there, and a couple other players talking about, you know, learning from last night's game, and even talking about going back, seeing what went wrong. You, you've, you've been in the building on a day like this, right? Lock, tra- I think it's trash bag day, right? Is yep. is the term exactly what it is? What What's going on in the building today? How much is it? You know, the season's over, and I'm sure that there's some level of. You know, physically, mentally, you're drained and just moving on versus knowing that at least for a lot of these guys, there is another year and there is a process ahead of getting better and, and kind of turning the page to that process. You know what?
1: The way the season ended, losing four out of the last five, being embarrassed by Buffalo in Buffalo, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's a weird, it's gonna be a weird uh, kind of work environment for those guys today because you know it, 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 there was so much promise just a month ago, right? I mean, Forty two days ago, this team was the number one seed in the AFC. 40, 42 days ago, this team I thought could compete with the Kansas Cities uh, of the AFC. Forty two days ago, this team I think thought it was a Super Bowl contender, and then here here we are. And a lot of those guys, ugh, that stings. But it's it's kind of like there's a lot of guys. I'll be honest with you, Alex. We're kind of all hired mercenaries. You know, we're independent right. contractors. So when it's over, it's see ya. Later, you know, um, let's just face it: a lot of guys don't live here. A lot of guys aren't from here. A lot of guys haven't played here, and so there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to feel relief and uh, and kind of excited that uh, that the season's over because there's probably a lot of guys, Alex, that never thought they had a <clears throat> or maybe a, a real viable chance uh, to begin with. So it's solemn. It's not fun, and it's kind of there's going to be an uncertainty because there's going to be a lot of players. That aren't going to be sure what their futures are here moving forward. So it's not a great day. But yeah, I can't for a lot of imagine. guys. Yeah, for it's for, but for a lot of guys, it's relief because the season's over. Because it's been a long season for uh, for a lot of these guys. I want to take a couple of calls before we get into what I what I why tease real quick. Uh, let's go. Let's go out to Pete in Plainville. He's been holding for a while. Hey, Pete, uh, what you got, buddy?
4: Hey, thanks for taking the call, Ted. Yeah. Alex, uh, great show so far. Thank you, so, you know, you were a great run player, and I guess, you know, Alex touched on it earlier that they, they just didn't have the guns out back. Once, once Mills didn't play, and then the, you know, Wade both had COVID, you were really, really on demand on the back end. My real question is, is for three years in a row, they just can't stop the run. And, and, and as, you, as you watch, I mean, it, it seems like with, with, with every time they play, it's just a hat on hat. And nobody makes a play. And the next thing you know, they're in the secondary. I mean, how many tackles did McCourty have last night? He must have had like 10 or 12 where there's just nobody there. And th- that's the frustrating thing. And, and real quickly on Jones, it, you know, when you watch him play, Ted, it, it, does he remind you of somebody? Like every time I watch him play, I, he reminds me of Peddington. And I want to know what you think of him. When, when, If you were to defend against him, is, is he somebody that scares you? Because I keep coming back to the arm strength thing. I don't know. There was a play he he was on the right hash and threw to the left sideline to the Patriots sideline, and the ball just took forever to get there. Yeah. and 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 that's what I'm afraid of. Like as a building block moving yeah. forward, is is he is he the guy? So yeah. I, I appreciate right.
1: it. You bet, Pete. They, hey, thanks for calling. Look, the arm strength thing, I'm not as worried about. I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I just feel like he'll get stronger. I mean, he's kind yeah. of a he's kind of a doughy soup sandwich body right now, but. You know, so was was a lot of quarterbacks. I just feel like that will get better. Um, What he needs to have, if he's not going to have great arm strength, you've got to have great anticipation. And, you know, let's face it, it was – he did for most of the part of the season, but he's a rookie, and he was late on some balls. And so it it looks like he doesn't have the arm strength when I think he wasn't anticipating it well enough. And so it looked like it's arm strength – I don't know why. I'm just not as worried about that than maybe some people are, Alex.
2: No, I would agree with you. I think the arm strength thing, how many times have we seen a guy at any position, you know, get into a full NFL offseason weight program and come out in that second year and just physically be more imposing? The anticipation is another thing that just comes with experience. We watched Tom Brady here for so long. It seemed like second nature to him. That's okay. You know, I go back to when Brady said he had the answers to the test. There was something to that. You see... All these defensive calls enough times, eventually it just becomes second nature. Jones is so far away from that. Let me
1: tell you something, Alex. So my last year, my 10th year in the league was one of my more productive years. I remember people would say to me, Ted, you look fast out there. You know, I was like 32 years old when my last year. I It's was, I I not that I'm fast. I just know where the play's going. Right. That's really, that's what it what comes down to. That's where experience comes. You can anticipate. You can, um, you know, you, you, you see the field uh, easier. And so you look faster than maybe where you are. Uh, but I'm not worried about his arm strength. And just, uh, you know, uh, he brings up the, you know, the defense and the run defense. It's been an issue for a long time around here. And I feel like Bill does not give it's the uh, the attention. Maybe he did in the past. However, it's become a thing. I mean, your run defense sucks. It's shocking to be you losing games because you can't stop the run. You weren't losing games in the past when number 12 was here because you couldn't stop the run because you had a number 12 to save your bacon, you don't have that. When you're giving up, you're giving up possessions uh, because you can't stop the run, and, and they're hogging the ball, and uh, you know, keep playing, keep away from your quarterback. You cannot afford to get away with that when you have a limited kind of quarterback in an offense like you have.
2: You can't, you can't do that anymore because Tom Brady's not there to save your uh, bacon. Right, and and the reality is, you're behind a good amount and right. there's just more incentive to run the ball. Yep. You know, teams weren't running the ball against the Patriots in the in the, you know, prime Brady era because down 21-nothing at the end of the first quarter, you can't afford to. So, I think they the the defensive philosophy I think needs to change a little bit. And to be fair, I think we may have seen it start to shift last year. The draft pick of Cameron McGrone to me was very interesting because he's not the type of linebacker that they've been interested in in the past. They want the big 250, 260-pound well, downhill. So people are aware of who he is. Why don't you just tell people because a lot of people don't even know who he is. Right. So so Cameron McGrone is a smaller, quicker linebacker. He's almost a hybrid safety they took out of Michigan in the fifth round. Now, he tore his ACL last April. That's why he didn't play this year. He was essentially a you know flyer pick, and they even acknowledged when they took him they didn't expect him to play this year. But next year, I think he is a, a really intriguing name to watch because, again, he gives them that speed and athleticism at the second level that they maybe didn't have as much this year outside of moving Kyle Duggar and Adrian Phillips into the box.
1: Interesting. Um, Bill is kind of going more towards that body type. You can see it, I think in other players, but to to just answer your call at the end of the day, stopping the run is truly about desire. Heart want to, you can come up with schemes. You know, Bill's tried to scheme uh, his defense into being able to stop the run. That hasn't worked. It's about guys being able to get off blocks. Who's tougher fighting in a phone booth. I just don't see the toughness. And really, a lot of run defense comes down to do you want to play hard for the guy next to you because football is such an interdependent sport. So if the guy in front of me, my nose tackle isn't doing his job, I can't do mine. If I can't do mine, the safety can't do his. That's how it works. And so a lot of times, I just thought, are they playing hard for each other? Run defense is desire, want to, and playing together. And, and I don't see that. Real quick, before we step aside for one second, and I'm trying to get to all these calls, uh, we appreciate you calling just your thoughts uh, on Mac. Uh, just what, what did you think of Mac? Did you think it was a good performance? And just in general, what do you think about Mac moving forward? Is, a, is a future, uh, the future bright here with him as our quarterback?
2: Yeah, I think in terms of last night, was he amazing? No, but if they get that game from Mac and, and everything else goes well, they're competitive, right? Mac Jones isn't the reason they lost. Uh, the one interception we talked about it earlier on the ball to Aguilar, I, I have trouble faulting him for that. that. Sometimes you just got to tip your hat. The defender makes a great play good when it came out of the hand did it, it really did um like i for a rookie quarterback going on the road in the playoffs you can't ask for much more he was an issue last night in terms of going forward i think he proved he's a starting caliber nfl quarterback people throw the the chad pennington comparison out there like it's a bad thing pennington was besides josh allen was the last non Tom brady quarterback to win the afc east he did it twice there's something to be said for accuracy and i know he doesn't have the big patrick mahomes arm but if you get the right piece around him, there's something to be said for a guy who can be accurate. So what caliber starting NFL quarterback can he be right? Is he Jimmy Garoppolo? Can he rise above that? That remains to be seen. That's a year two or three question. Let but. me ask you this. Is Mac Jones
1: the answer for this team to com- continually year in, year out compete with the Buffalo Bills in your division? Does, is, is Mac Jones, let's face it, because you look across the field, you got Josh Allen versus Mac Jones. I know they're different players. But it's like, whoo! Josh Allen's gonna be handful for a long time for the Patriots for many many years. Ken Mac Jones is he gonna be enough? You know, with is his ceiling high enough to be able to go and, and be enough to beat the, the Buffalo Bills in the future?
2: It can be, and I don't know about on his own. And and look, Josh Allen struggled early. They got him Stephon Diggs that did wonders for him. Joe Burrow had a rough rookie season. They or, or, or you know until he got hurt. They get him, Jamar Chase, he takes off. And we've seen these, and I'm not saying Mac can be those guys, will be those guys, but even a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, both of these guys have their clear shortcomings at the quarterback position. Ryan Tannehill got his team to the one seed without their best player. Garoppolo's in the playoffs too. There's a formula to compete with that kind of quarterback and that kind of offense. They got to get the right players around, and they need their Debo Samuel type, right? But they can get there.
1: What I worry about is if you were to ask me that same question, I would say to you, Alex, I, my, I'm more of a believer in Mac Jones if you tell me Josh McDaniels will be his coach his whole career or Bill Belichick will be his coach his whole career because I feel like he's got to be in this specific system. But today's NFL, it's a different NFL. It's more mobile. It's shifting. It's changing. And the pocket passer is kind of a thing in the past. Not, not here. We've seen it work for so long here with Tom. We get that. But... If Josh McDaniels goes and gets another job somewhere, or Bill retires, that's where I would start to worry about Mac Jones maybe being limited in, in what they can do. So that's yeah. that's my two cents on Mac. I, I, I think I think he had a really good rookie season. I think yeah. he's I think he's exceeded most people's expectations. He's certainly exceeded mine. The guys love him. There's buy-in. They think he's. I think the coaches love him. So oh, yeah. that's part of it. Is this do they do, do is he is he a leader? Do, pe- do people respond to him? Um, and I think he won his team over very, very early. I know last night's performance wasn't the best, but still, nonetheless, I think for a rookie performance, he, he's uh, done pretty good. Let's get to uh, let's get to Frank and Weston. And Frank, I want to get your your thoughts on the Patriots not going forward on fourth down and early in the game. I had some issues with that as well. Just wh- which, uh, what do you think about that, Frank?
4: Well, I re- I, it, it may even be fo- be before you played, Mister Johnson. But I remember a game a long time ago when. When the Patriots weren't good, and they had a fourth and ten, they were down fourteen points with five minutes to go, and John Brody was the television commentator that day, and he he went nuts saying that you you've got to trust your own team and you've got to let them have a chance. And Brody said, "I remember a couple of years ago we, we were the Forty Nine ers were up two touchdowns on on Dallas, and and Landry let." Let Starback do do that, and he said Starback heated up and scored two touchdowns in the last five minutes and won it in the overtime. And I remember Brody said Starback went to the Super Bowl when I went fishing.
1: <laughs> Frank, thank you. I uh, appreciate that call. Uh, going back in the, in the way back up machine right there. Um, you know, it, it, it's look, it's. Uh, <laughs> It, it it's interesting it, it's it's interesting and i think it's going to be i think it's going to be fascinating to see what this offseason is going to look like and i think at the end of the day i think the future is is bright with this this quarterback however i do have concerns because the the nfl is changing and i worry about the coaching staff changing here um and i just feel like there's a limit to to what mac jones can do uh i think i i think as a quarterback but you can build around him and you better start building around him you better start giving him uh, uh more weapons uh, for sure, I tell you what. Let's uh, let's step aside uh, right here because I want to get into. I think the question that everyone else wants to talk about, and really that is, was this a successful season? I have some opinions on that. Um, I'm curious to what your preseason prediction. What were your preseason predictions for this team? I think 10 wins in a wild card spot. You so, so. you nailed it, Attaboy. Oh. I had them for 12 wins and went in the division. So look, they they felt a little bit below my expectations. But that, I still can you know glean some some good things from this team that I, I'm optimistic about. However, at the end of the day, um, you, you know my opinion of this team uh, might surprise you. Let's let's get into that. And I tell you what, I have some audio. I think that uh, might answer that question for you. Was this a successful season or was it? A disappointment. You can call in 617 779 0985. Today is the day to vent. It's the post game to the post game. You're listening to the Sunday football show. I'm your host, Ted Johnson, along with Alex Barth. We'll be right back.
3: BackstageCountry.com, your online home for all things country music. backstagecountry.com your online home for all things country music <laughs> wondering who made our list of the top 5 all time queens of country music did Carrie Underwood make the cut find out now when you text queens to 45911 and scroll through the list on backstagecountry.com text queens to 45911 to see the talented artists who rounded out our top 5 list Live Mutual. BackstageCountry.com, your online home for all things country music. <laughs> Wondering who made our list of the top five all-time queens of country music? Did Carrie Underwood make the cut? Find out now when you text QUEENS to 45911 and scroll through the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text QUEENS to 45911 to see the talented artists who rounded out our top five list. Here's some mojo, and maybe they were, saw things that we
1: didn't, and the answer is yes. The answer is yes. If you listen, besides Bill Belichick saying that after the Jets game, we don't lack confidence. almost as if he had this, like, the cat to canary look. Because clearly, they didn't. You know, Matthew Judon. Uh, Tom, I don't know if you can, if Matthew Judon said something that I felt was interesting after that Jets game as well. Go ahead,
0: Tom. Y'all see how we play. And y'all see how we work. And then... When we start making those plays, and when we don't make silly plays or turnovers or uh, give up give up drives and give up a play here and a play there, uh, when we don't make when we stop doing that, then we're gonna be there. But right now, we're close.
1: Okay, we're close. That that wasn't as bad as I thought. There were some uh, things that uh, Damian Harris said that I was critical of a few weeks ago, and I got uh, some pushback. Just real quick, I want to he- let you, let you hear this, Dam- Damian Harris. Uh, his comments after they beat the Jaguars, in which I said after the game, even though it was a blowout, I just said, look, I think it's... Eh, they're a little bit over their skis. They're a little bit too excited about beating up on the Jags, and I didn't quite like hearing what I heard from uh, Damian Harris.
0: One thing I'll say about Mac that obviously shows in the way he plays is that he shows up every day ready to work, ready to do his job. You know, he's a part of all the rest of us that just come in here and we just want to win. You know, we've all got the same goal. We're all playing for the same reasons. We're playing to win and we're playing for each other. So Matt comes in here every single day, ready to put his head down and just grind and work.